Hey everyone, thank you for listening to the Second Pace podcast. Once again, I just want to establish a trigger warning since this mini pace will cover topics of sexual assault and sexual assault awareness and resources. So please let me know if you're uncomfortable or overwhelmed and I will arrange for an alternate activity. No worries at all. I really do understand. Also to preface, this may be a slightly longer podcast just due to the nature of the topic, but I will attempt to keep things on the shorter end. I ask that you all listen attentively and not passively just since it is such a serious topic. And I will also be including various resources with the Facebook post and I encourage you to check those out. So now I'm going to start getting into things. So if anyone needs to click away, please do so. Or if at any point you feel overwhelmed or uncomfortable and need to do so, that's completely fine. April is Sexual Assault Awareness Month, so I'm going to get some facts and logistics and statistics out of the way, um, much of which is actually informed by the Center for Survivors at Michigan State. Sexual assault is an umbrella term, as many of you know. There are many different things that fall under this umbrella, such as sexual harassment, rape, stalking, sexual exploitation, and more. Furthermore, it's important to note that sexual violence of whatever form it may take is an act of attaining power and control by the perpetrator. The reaction of survivors in this moment typically falls within three main responses, fight, flight, or freeze. There is no right or wrong way to respond to any trauma, sexual assault, sexual or otherwise, and everyone does so differently. Some may even block out trauma or may not even recognize in the moment what's happening, and some may not even realize until years later. Also, I want to inform everyone of the rights of survivors. First, they have a right to recovery, meaning there is no timeline or process That is universal. Survivors have a right to experience their feelings and process trauma. A survivor's healing journey is entirely their own. Second, they have a right to choose who, how, when, if you tell other people. Survivors have a right to choose if they report or not. Survivors also have a right to sexual assault, medical, forensic exams, and if they do opt to get an exam, whether or not they disclose that exam to the police. Survivors also have rights throughout the entire criminal justice process if that is the avenue that they go. As someone who intends to go to law school and is a pre-law person, I think that sometimes the rights are not always presented to us and I think that that's something important Um, in this conversation. So if that's something you'd like to know more about, please let me know. And I would be happy to do some other type of mini pace that covers some of this more in depth. All right, next I will cover some statistics that are from RAIN, which stands for Rape, Abuse, and Incest National Network. Um, They do a lot of great work um, and I highly recommend you go check out their site just to learn more about them, and they have a lot of information there. 
more than which I can provide in this probably 10-minute podcast, um, and also the World Health Organization. So younger people, specifically those aged between 12 and 34, are in the highest risk bracket for sexual assault and rape. One in three women, around 736 million, are subjected to physical or sexual violence by an intimate partner or sexual violence from a non-partner. And this number has remained largely unchanged and consistent over the past decade. Which is just kind of crazy that that can be such a prominent issue and it's remained largely consistent. In addition, I wanna quickly note another threat to people, but again, especially women, which is human trafficking. And I don't say this to scare anyone, but as someone who studies a lot of crime statistics, gender violence, and security studies, it is worth mentioning. There is no one gender, race, sexuality, et cetera, that can be trafficked. However, women are disproportionately impacted. Also, trafficking is not entirely sex-based. It can be labor-based as well. So it can be like a more modern form of slavery, which, again, super awful. And Michigan is actually in the top 10 states that have the highest rate of human trafficking. And it's top three for sex trafficking. The cities with the most reports or the highest rates are Detroit, Grand Rapids, Ann Arbor, Kalamazoo, Mackinac Island, and Lansing. So again, this is not meant to scare any of you, but bring awareness to the other dangers that are around us and make us more cognizant of them, particularly since college-aged women tend to be targeted. I want everyone to be safe, healthy, and happy, and If this is something you'd like to know more about, please let me know. I've studied these various forms of sexual violence a lot over the course of my college career, so I have a lot of information like on the national and international realm. So again, just let me know. I'm going to start wrapping this up, but first I want to end with a few closing remarks. We should not have to live in a world where women feel forced to carry pepper spray or hold their keys between their fingers, getting ready to defend themselves or worry about walking home or taking an Uber alone. And it's really, really screwed up that this is and ever has been an issue. And the fact that it happens as much as it does for years and it hasn't been changed or remedied at all And just the whole concept of it's not fair that we can't walk to our cars at night or leave a party alone or even be at a party without worrying something might happen. So when discussing with Sydney about how to approach this week, we wanted to make sure it seemed as personal and genuine as possible in a virtual setting. I do not think it's always beneficial just to talk at women because we know it's an issue. We feel the pain, we feel the hurt, we feel the fear associated with it. We're constantly looking over our shoulders. So talking at us doesn't really tell us more than we already know. So 
what I hoped I did and hope to accomplish was just give you some information that you can take and process as you desire. Lastly, I want to finish with a few resources that I want to point out, um, which I will also include in, include in the resource doc with more in-depth information. So at MSU, there is the MSU Center for Survivors, MSU Office of Institutional Equity, or OIE, and MSU Safe Place. Now, for some of you who are not as confident in trusting MSU's handlings or their support for sexual assault survivors, I will provide additional resources, and I think that can be a sentiment that can be understood by a lot of women here, unfortunately, and I hope for things to get better. But here are resources in the greater East Lansing, Lansing area. EVE, which is End Violent Encounters and Women's Center for Greater Lansing. I will provide more information in the doc, so you can look at that when you have some time. And I will also in provide the information for various hotline services in that doc. And I will also include some for mental health too, just since this is such a serious topic that unfortunately impacts so many women. And lastly, I am always here to support any of you in any way I can, whether it be providing resources, driving over to listen and give you a hug, even if we haven't talked before, or even sharing my story as a survivor and the steps I took along my healing journey, which I don't say to make a point of gaining sympathy, but rather as letting anyone else who has experienced sexual assault of any form to know you're not alone and to help other people understand how to be a better ally. And as scary and tough as the healing process can be, you can get to a point where you feel happy and hopeful and that you have body autonomy and control over what your decisions with your body are. You're never alone. And if you need anything ever, never be afraid to reach out to me, Sydney, our chapter advisor, Aaron, anyone. Just know that you're loved by people in this chapter. So with that, Thank you for listening to the second Pace podcast and reach out if you need anything. And that's all. Okay. Bye, my loves.